I'm going to address this comment. I'm going to address this comment. Somebody left on my video. Uh, so the video I did saying did black men miss their chance for group success. So somebody is really in their fields. So this goes out to Crackhead Joe 211 series. That's, that's this person's name. Crackhead Joe 211 series. He says, I want to know what the F you find so funny about the murder of George Floyd, the civil unrest, etc. Does it give you glee to see another black man murdered by the police? F your IT skills. You have no F in heart for us. So this is uh, Crackhead Joe saying I have no F in heart for you guys. And for some reason, he thinks I was laughing at the murder of George Floyd, which I don't think I've ever laughed at it. But regardless of all of that, if you're listening, Crackhead Joe, you say I have no effing heart for you. And you know what? You are absolutely right, Crackhead Joe. I have no heart for you. I have zero heart for a lot of you Negroes out there. I really do, especially you grown people. Especially you grown crybabies in black society. I have very little heart, very little patience, and very little desire to entertain your woe is me, forever flowing crocodile tears. I have very little desire in it anymore. And the reason why is because a lot of you clowns bring on 99% of your own problems and you want to turn around and blame everybody else except for looking in the mirror. So I don't know about you guys, but I don't have any patience for it anymore. I'm not going to sit here shedding tears when some random black person that I don't know gets killed. Just like some brother got killed in Atlanta Recently, today, yesterday, it's starting to make the rounds. I don't know who this dude is. I don't know what the circumstances is, but I'm not about to be jumping up and down, getting angry, crying. Days killing us. Days hunting us. No, I've already ran down the numbers with you, with you single digit IQ fools out here who want to just ignore all the real problems in the black community. You clowns go out of your way to ignore how freaking shitty a lot of you guys are when it comes to parenting and raising your own children to where you don't really give a fuck about these kids. And then these kids grow up to just not give a fuck about shit in life. And then they find themselves in stupid positions to where they want to run around here trying to challenge the police and, and, and just resisting or just doing all kind of dumb crap to attract the attention of the police which unfortunately attracts the attention of one of these cops who may come around and do something to you. Like, you know, I'm, me personally, I'm tired of talking about it and I don't have any feels for it because the real issue, as far as I'm concerned, based off of data and the stuff I see time and time again, is that a lot of you Negroes be doing stuff to invite this Un this so-called unwanted attention that turns you into a hashtag and then it goes out and gets everybody all in their fields. I'm not finna be the dude getting in my fields anymore about this crap. I'm just not. Because I'm tired of pretending like 
the I'm tired of you clowns running around here pretending like the greatest danger to your safety is a is a damn cop. No, it's not. No, it's not. We have tons and tons of data, evidence to prove what the real deal is. But y'all just choose to ignore it. Y'all choose to chase boogeymen around just around and around because y'all all are seeking the so-called white validation. You're seeking this white hug. I'm not finna sit here and feel sorry for you clowns. It, it's unfortunate. And if stuff turns out to be proven that a cop is wrong, then that cop needs to get dealt with by the legal system. If it turns out to be that you're wrong, then you were wrong. But I'm not going to be jumping up and down. So you can say I'm heartless all you want. Nigga, I don't care. Because the reality has shown me for years that I ain't got no issues dealing with cops. I don't really know of any black person in my real life who has had an issue with dealing with the police. Unless they was doing stuff. Then the only people in my family are people that are friends or whatever, associates. The only ones I've ever encountered in my life that have issues with the police are people who were doing stuff that attracted the attention of the police. You, you understand what I'm saying? So I'm not going to sit around here feeling sorry for you Negroes anymore. Because there's a 99.9% .9 chance that you probably was doing something that attracted the attention of the police. But y'all don't want to ever own up and admit to that fact. Y'all just want to skip past what caught what what brought these cops out here in the first place what happened and then you want to focus on was it justified or was it unjustified i don't know i need to see the evidence i'm not like i said with this video that just came out in atlanta i don't know this nigga i don't know what was going on i ain't even looked at the damn video i'm just gonna watch other people's stuff and see what they say but other than that i'm not making any i'm not i'm not sitting here taking up for you clowns anymore man I'm not going to be sitting around here shedding crocodile tears. I'm going to keep living my life, B. Because life has told me, I don't do shit. Chances are I ain't got to worry about shit. But it ain't like that when I'm dealing with niggas. You know what I'm saying? Niggas, <laughs> you got to worry about shit with niggas. But y'all want to sit here and focus on all these police victims and just ignore all these black folks. Listen, I told y'all. Coons like me, we talk about everything. We talk about messed up cops and we talk about niggas in the community messing up stuff. You, you freaking pro-blacks, you social justice warrior, crocodile tear bitches out there. Y'all only want to talk about cops. Y'all don't ever want to talk about all the other fucked up shit going on in the community. Y'all never want to talk about the fact that one in three black people drop out of high school. <laughs> Y'all want to talk about that crap. You know, you drop out of high school. You know, that that can that can drastically raise the chances of you turning to another Pookie and Ray Ray out there on the streets who does activities to attract the attention of the police. <laughs> y'all never want to talk about that. Y'all want to ever talk about all these damn babies y'all are spitting out all over the damn place and not raising these kids properly and not giving them any type of damn real standards, morals or values, just letting them run all kinds of wild and crazy. And then when they grow up and become teenagers, you wonder why they be attracting the attention of the police. Why the police is always in the community, causing havoc, just rolling. You think they just out there rolling through just to roll through? 
No, they out there rolling through because niggas is out there doing stuff. That, that's what it is. That's what it is with you clowns. But I'm supposed to get up here and boo-hoo and cry over George. I ain't know this nigga. I don't know George Floyd. Never met the man a day in my life. <laughs> Never met him. Does that mean he deserves to, 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 to die based off of what, ha- what we saw? No. But I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I knew this dude. I ain't no shit about this nigga. First time I ever saw him was when we all saw the video. So I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I knew this dude. Who knows what kind of, you know, I know people getting on Candace Owens for bringing up his past. I don't see what the problem is with that. What the problem is. Nigga went to jail. This nigga pulled a kick dough. Put a put a loaded pistol to a pregnant woman's stomach who just happened to be black and robbed her. That's what he did. That's what he did. Well, why, why we got to sit here and not bring that up? Fuck that. That's what this that, that's part of this Negro's legacy, too. <laughs> I don't I don't know why we got to ignore all these aspects. Especially when none of us knew this dude. So, no, I'm not going to sit here and be and be crying crocodile tears over a bunch of people I don't know, especially when they get killed by police. But the reality and the, 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 the data says you don't your chance of dying at the hands of a cop. Dude, you probably got a better chance of winning a Powerball than losing your life at the, at the hands of a cop or a random white person. So no, I'm not going to be feeling sorry. I'm not going to be running around here with uh, like, like, like this clown said, you have no heart. No, I don't. Because a lot of black Americans are super spoiled brats, are a bunch of grown children. A lot of you just never grew up. You all are stuck trying to experience second childhoods and chase fame and attention on social media because you never got that shit when you was in middle school and high school. Now you're looking for validation for your existence on social media by crying your social justice, pro-black babbling, woe is me tears. Nigga, I ain't got time for that crap. The only people that I show heart for are the babies. The babies that you dusty bum ass Negroes are raising. Having babies out of wedlock. And then all of a sudden, most of these kids turn out to be living in poverty. You know, when you, you could have just made a better decision, chose a better mate and then properly raise that child up in a, in a, in a, in a two parent household or something like that, where they have a lot of access to more resources than most of them currently have access to. So maybe that these kids can have actually have a fucking chance in life so that they don't turn into a next hashtag because they want to turn up on the cops. You know, y'all feeding them this woe is me shit since they're in diapers. And all of a sudden this F the police, F the police. Well, what do you think is going to happen when that little three-year-old grows up and run and has this first encounter with a cop at a traffic stop? You think it's going to be on some officer friendly shit? He probably gonna be like F the police and turn up. And next thing you know, bam, here comes another trending hashtag. We all got to run around and cry over Pookie, Bonquisha, Dequarius, whoever. Fuck that. I'm not crying. If the evidence shows that the cop is wrong, then the cop is wrong and the cop need to get dealt with. If it show that Dequarius is wrong, then hey, it is what it is, B. It is what it is. You understand? But don't come in my comment section talking about you have no heart. Yeah, I don't. I don't because like I say, I'm going to keep saying this. The truth of the matter is a lot of these people attract the attention of the police, man. 
Because they out there doing stuff. And no, it ain't because they black. It's because they be doing stuff. They be doing stuff to attract the attention of the police. I don't understand why, how come nobody wants to just own up to the reality of the situation. A lot of these people be doing stuff to attract the attention of the police. And unfortunately, they come across the attention of the wrong cop. Where the situation goes crazy and they lose their life. And now we supposed to be jumping up and down talking about weeds being hunted. No, no, you're not. You get hunted every day in, in the community when you're dealing with niggas. Ask all them people who lost their lives in Chicago recently. How many was it? Is Royce J in the chat? Royce J is from Chicago. He could tell you it was like 97 people got shot last weekend. 20, 30 of them died. <laughs> no, they was being hunted. <laughs> it was getting hunted by random stray bullets flying around the block. The hell out of here with this stupid crap. You have no heart. I don't. I really don't. Because at the end of the day, black society doesn't want to change. Here's what, here's, what you, here's what a lot of you clowns want. You clowns want acceptance from white people. You, you just want white folks to just... Just come rub you on the head and pat you on the back, tell you it's going to be okay, you know, invite you over for a plate of spaghetti and, and have a sleepover and play Yahtzee. That's what a lot of y'all want. Y'all don't really want no change because if you really want change, you would actually go out there and try to change yourself first. We want reparations and tangibles. How about you get some quote unquote reparations and tangibles popping in your own fucking individual life first? Like, start out by not doing shit to attract the attention of the police. Or if you're going to go out there and do stuff, work on your skill sets to avoid uh, attracting the attention of the police. Like, stop being so loud and out and open with your shit. Let's do that. Let's get to the basics here. How about you embrace something in life of meaning, of substance and value, especially in this era? A lot of y'all clowns don't want to do nothing. You just want to be professional victims Blame the white man so you can get your ghetto lottery check. A lot of y'all, that's what a lot of y'all want. Let's stop fronting. Can we be honest here? I'm, I'm tired of sitting around here lying and, and, and doing the woe is me babble with a lot of you clowns. A lot of you clowns want to be victims or you want somebody in your family to be victims so you can come up. <laughs> that's what a lot of y'all want. Y'all don't really want change. Y'all don't really want cops to stop whooping on you. Y'all don't really want cops to stop coming around killing you. No, y'all will say that. But deep down inside, that's, y'all's, that's, that's a lot of y'all's lottery ticket right there. That's a lot of y'all's lottery ticket. That's why all these victims be getting these checks. You know, however you want to look at the checks is one thing. But let's stop fronting. That is, that is a lot of y'all's lottery ticket. But regardless... <laughs> I, I, I can't I, I'm not going to move past this man we got a lot of we got a lot of infantile people in, in black America who just never grew up they're all experiencing second childhoods trying to become somebody now in their so called adult years that they never were in their middle school and high school years that's what they're trying to do they all want the blue check. 
They all want to get the most retweets. They all want to be seen. They want to get invited to be a talking head on mainstream media and just blab their opinions. They all want to monetize something. They want to be seen as the leader at the pro-black rally, BLM rally, holding the bullhorn, standing in front. Because they are finally acknowledged in life. Because they, a lot of them failed to do other shit of substance to, to get acknowledged. And we got a lot of these clowns running around on social media. In our, in just in real life in general. Chasing victims. Oh, we care about black people. If you care about black people, where are you niggas at when they are laying out black babies on the block? When stray bullets is flying and gangbangers and random niggas is out there just doing whatever. You never see these niggas anywhere. You never see them talk about this crap. I mean, like I said in previous videos, how can you chant Black Lives Matter and act like you just don't see all these niggas killing each other? <laughs> like, how does that even work? How does that even work? Yeah, I heard of the Gun Memorial website. How does that even work? How, do, how does one call themselves Black Lives Matter and just ignore all the black victims that kill each other? Are the black people that kill other black people? Like, I don't even understand how that works. Like, you just need to stop calling yourself that. Calling yourself something else. Black lives matter when only white folks and cops kill black people. Because you never hear these clowns talk about this crap ever. You never hear them talk about it ever. So it just doesn't make any sense to me. Which is why I can't support it. I can't get behind it. Because it's, it's a lie. <laughs> Based off of the name alone, it's a lie. It's a flat out lie. So I'm not going to feel sorry for people, man. Like I say, I don't be knowing niggas out there. I don't know any of these people to get that emotionally wrapped up. I'm, I, I just don't. I just don't. You can call it inhumane. I don't give a shit what you call it. I legit don't know these people. I didn't know these people before they died. I didn't know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know them. And I'm just supposed to just base everything and all my feels and emotions off of what I've seen on a video? Let's just, let's just imagine this, right? Let's just imagine there's another video that comes out of some black person being killed by a cop. And here we go with the round of social media anger. BLM chants, yada, yada, yada. But let's just say it turns out that this black person was a child molester, abusing children, in particular black children. But that didn't come out till like a week or two later or whatever. But other people knew about it, but they just didn't broadcast it because maybe they didn't have a big enough voice to get heard. I don't know. Well, but what would we be doing, ladies and gentlemen? Will we still be sitting around here talking about this person didn't deserve to die. Black lives matter. But let's just say that this person was sexually abusing children. In particular, black children. What if they were a child predator? Are we supposed to ignore this stuff and, and, and just run around and pretend like we know this person because they were black and they were killed by a cop? And somehow we've, we've allowed the powers to be to convince us that we know all these damn people. And we're just supposed to automatically sob for them and cry for them like, like, like we grew up with these people based off of just what we saw on video? Like, I, what I'm saying is I don't know any of these damn people. 
don't know what their life was like before them cops came. But what I do know is they obviously did something to attract the, potential, the attention of the police because I've been walking around Earth for 40 freaking years, y'all. I have never, 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 never had police just roll up on me all willy-nilly unless I was doing something. Never had it happen. I don't know anybody that's black that has had police just roll up on them all willy-nilly unless they was doing something. Now, somebody going to come in here, man, I've been mistaken for a robbery and, and, and you know, somebody's always going to come in here with one of them sob stories, right? And maybe it actually did happen to a person like that. But what are the chances of that? Act? Like, how often does that actually happen? How often, how many people do y'all know who have been constantly mistaken for being a, a, a robbery suspect? I don't know any of them. I know a shit ton of black people that ain't light skinned. I don't know any of them. I, I don't know any of them. Damn near, I'm not even gonna say damn near. Every single black person I've ever met that has had issues with the police is because they were doing something to attract the attention of the police. Literally every single one. Literally. <laughs> I got a friend right now. I've known since like fourth or fifth grade, right? When we was growing up, he was the kid whose parents had more money than me and my parents, or my parents had. So he had all the Jordans. He had all the fly clothes back then. My people couldn't afford all that crap. And I remember this dude, you know, me and him were friends somewhat to this day. But I remember he used to clown me as a kid because my parents couldn't afford all the fly shit growing up. Right? Because, you know, it is what it is. His parents made more money than my parents. So he had all the stuff. But, you know, like I say, it was never a constant thing where he was clowning. But there would be times where they would clown. And, I, you know, as a kid, I'd be like, oh, okay, I'm in my fields a little bit. But I remember we went probably like 10, 15 years without seeing each other, right? And we just happened to run into each other in a store one day in Augusta, Georgia, a place that he worked at, right? I mean, just out of the blue, I'm in the store looking for a suit jacket. And he works in there. I'm like, damn, I ain't seen this dude in like 15, 20 years. Or, you know, I, I don't know. It, it was a long, no, it was probably about 15 years or so at that point, right? Like last time I saw him, we were teenagers before we went to college. So I'm asking him about his life. We get together. Turns out when he was in college, he decided he was going to start running dope. From, you know, crossing state lines, pushing dope on the highway. Like, like he, he was that dude. Got caught. Somehow, he only got, he did a, a little bit of time in jail. I don't, I don't know exactly how many years, but I don't even think it was years. I think it was just like months. And got hit with this felony conviction. And, dude, his life pretty much kind of went downhill from there. Like, 
you know, like I say, you look at he and I, we're both, I think he's like six months younger than me. So he'll be 40 in the next couple months. Our lives are like night and day, B, night and freaking day. And it's all because of this instance where he got caught driving with dope in the car during his college. When he's supposed to be in college, being all he can be, he out here trying to pretend to be a drug dealer, even though he didn't, he didn't come from that environment. <clears throat> but he's trying to be a drug dealer. And now, like I said, when I met him, he was selling suit jackets at the store. I'm not knocking his job, but I measure it up. I compare it against how we both came up. We both went to college. But, you know, I don't know if he ever graduated. I, I don't know, but whatever. But his life just turned out different. But his life could have been potentially been better if he hadn't done some shit to attract the attention of the police. Fortunately, and I, obviously he didn't try to be a victim of police brutality. But there were times when I was talking to him and he had, he had this blame the white man mentality with him. Like, I see him talking about this crap on Facebook every now and then. And I'm just like, nigga, can you honestly sit here and pretend like you, you, the white man? I ain't, say, I ain't saying nothing to the nigga now. I just, I just see the stuff people post. I was like, can't, I'm like, dude, you're just like so many other niggas on YouTube or on, on Facebook and Twitter. When Negroes be making up shit just to get sympathy. Because I'm like, bruh. You came from a two-parent household. His father died when he was, uh, I think, in his, his, his mid to late 20s. So he grew up in that same household with his father. Mother and father, very lovely people. Grew up in a two-parent household. Parents had really good jobs, making more money than my parents were making. They, they, they had, he, he had abundance as a kid growing up. He had no struggles. Now, I wasn't struggling, but he damn sure wasn't struggling. You know what I'm saying? He damn sure wasn't struggling. Went to college, pledged Kappa, and all of a sudden, somewhere in college, he decides he wants to start moving dope, selling dope. <laughs> Got caught driving it across state lines. You know, like I said, I, look, I, I, don't know, I don't know how much of a factor that is with the state lines, but whatever. Anyways, he got caught, arrested, did a little time, got this felony conviction on his record, and that shit's been following him for, forever. And like I said, at the time I ran into him, I was in the army at the time. And I just happened to be off, pay, off base, going to a random store, and he is working in this store, y'all. And I ain't seen this dude since we was probably 16 years old. He still looked the same. I looked the same, everything. But I remember he told me, man, you know, he was just here. He, he would have joined the military and stuff. But obviously he couldn't because, you know, <laughs> he got caught doing what he was doing. And at that time, the military wasn't accepting people in like that. And, you know, his life just kind of turned out what it, what, it, what it currently is. But every now and then I see him with this woe is me white man shit. I'm just like, bruh, you brought all this on yourself, my nigga. Like you didn't come from the quote unquote community like that. Your parents raised you, you, your mother and father raised you in a two-parent household. They made really good money. They gave you and your brother all kind of shit growing up, ample. You know, they, 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 they created the perfect environment for you to go out there and become one of these super arty-smarty Negroes. 
And I think his brother's doing well, but I ain't seen his brother since we were teenagers. I, I honestly couldn't tell you what his brother's doing like. His, his younger brother, because whatever. But he had the perfect breeding, the, the, the perfect grounds to become quote unquote successful. But he chose to do all this crap, which invited the attention of the police, which led to him getting arrested, charged, convicted, hit with a felony related to drugs. And now he was, you know, doing all these, you know, these so-called, you know, whatever jobs he can get into type of jobs. But I see him online every now and then with his, with his woe is me babble. <laughs> I'm just like, no, like, no, you, you, you can't, you, you don't have the right to play the woe is me babble game. You did all this to attract these white folks to you and get caught up in the system. Why don't do work? You're almost like I said, he's like six months younger than me. Like, nigga, you're almost 40. Isn't it time for you to own up to your own shit and be responsible for the decisions you made instead of being almost 40 years old? Still, now he should be 40. Now he turns 40 this month. So, yeah, he's about to be 40. Shouldn't it be time for you to own up to the mistakes that you did when you were young, when you was in college, in your early 20s or late, whatever? late teens, early 20s, whenever the hell this incident happened, like you caused all this to happen. You put the wheels in motion for this to crap to happen. And like, and like I said, I got to keep reiterating. He grew up in a two-parent household. Mother and father had very good incomes, making way more money than my parents were making because they always had to fly shit. You, every time the Jays came out back in the, when we were kids in middle school, they had them the first day they dropped. They had all the fresh stuff. But, you know, their parents could afford it. And they could do that. That was what they did. So he had all kind of privileges. Like I said, but I'm just like, dude, you can't be 40 playing this game. Nigga, you did this. And so what I'm saying is you look at a lot of these Negroes out who play this woe is me game, blaming the white people. The reality is a lot of them bring this crap on themselves. They bring it on themselves a lot of instances. And instead of owning up to their part in it, they want to play the woe is me game and blame the white man and racism this, racism that. This is like I told you guys before. Just go look at everybody you know in high school that, you know, was half-assing in high school and just look at their lives now. I'm not saying that they all turn out to be crap because there are exceptions to every rule out there. But you look at all the people in your age group now who aren't doing as good as you at whatever level you are. Maybe you think they're just scums of the earth. Just go back and look at how they were in high school, B. Most times they were the same way in high school. I mean, look, people aren't hard to figure out. You can kind of, you can kind of, look at a kid in their teenage years and kind of, you know, predict where their life might be going unless something drastically changes. But oftentimes you can just look and tell like, okay, based off of this person's activities and you know, their dedication there's like a 95% chance they're going to be going this way in life. Unless something drastically changes to read, to rewrite the, uh, to alter this path. But 
you know, those clowns who get to about 40, I'm just like, dude, y'all got to accept y'all's role in this shit. While the white man holding you back and it's racism all over the place and they's out to get, y'all got to accept y'all role. Y'all got to accept, okay, white man smacked me upside the head, cop smacked me upside the head, they brutalizing me. And that's all wrong, especially if it turns out that they ain't supposed to be doing that and you're like legit innocent as it relates to the physical encounter that you're having. But that's not the whole, we need to know the whole story. What attract, what got these cops, what attracted these cops to you in the first place? And don't tell me because I'm black. Nigga, they see black people all the time, B. <laughs> Why did they just pass up every other black person and zero in on you that day? What attracted them to you? And chances are, they're going to discover that most of these Negroes is out there doing shit to attract the attention. Most of them out there doing shit. But we only get the story when the brutalization happens. They shouldn't have did that, man. They wrong, man. They wrong, man. And maybe they are wrong. But can we stop? <laughs> can, can we like all pump the brakes and be like, hey, man, why, how did we get here in the first place? Man, you just blaming the victim, man. You blaming the victim. You know, you know that's their favorite comeback. You know, you, you, oh, so you going to blame somebody for being raped? No. But, you know, I highly advise a chick not to walk down a dark alley at 2 o'clock in the morning by herself with her ass and titties hanging out. That's probably not the best idea in the world. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's probably not the best idea in the world for a chick to, with a, with a breast and a butt hanging out her shirt to walk down a dark alley by herself at two o'clock in the morning. That's probably not the best idea in the world. Not saying she deserves to be attacked, but you know, maybe if she had a, took an Uber home with some of her friends or maybe this possibly could have been avoided. You know what I'm saying? Just saying, we ain't pulled to blame the victim. Now, you, you, can, you can find fault in them too. You can find fault. Like, like what, what, why were you walking down the alley at 2 o'clock in the morning with, with, with your titties popping out your damn turtleneck? Like, what, what are we doing here? By yourself in an alley. Haven't you seen enough scary movies in your lifetime? You know that that's probably not the best thing for you to be doing as a woman. Same thing with niggas. Okay, you out here pushing dope. Or you out here doing stuff. You, you know, just doing activities that you know damn well is going to invite the attention of the police. And then when they do jump out on you and smack you around, now we got, now we got to just ignore, okay, why was you out there in the first damn place? Like, like what, what were you doing? Why, why do you got to do this dumb shit? But, you know, regardless, getting back to my point, do I have heart? I got heart for the young kids, but you grown-ups, like I said before, a lot of y'all are just, y'all just don't want to, a lot of y'all just don't want to own up to y'all's role in all this and what leads to these encounters. 
Like I say, you can have two wrongs at the same time, ladies and gentlemen. Like I, I gave you guys the example. Let's just say I'm walking down the street with my woman and somebody runs up and grabs her purse and takes off running. That person's in the wrong, right? Now, what if I pull my gun out and shoot this person that's running away from me in the back? Guess what? I'm wrong too. They was wrong for taking my purse or my wife's purse, and I was wrong for pulling my gun out to shoot this person in the back as they ran away from me with my wife's purse. Two wrong, you see what I'm saying? You can have two wrongs. Two wrongs can happen at the same time. But for some reason, in my example, we would only focus on me shooting the person in the back and totally ignore the person who ran up and snatched my wife's purse. He didn't deserve to die. Yeah, he didn't deserve to die, which is why I'm going to get dealt with for shooting this person in the back. But my wife didn't deserve to have her purse snatched either. <laughs> so there were two wrongs in that scenario. But oftentimes we just focus on the, the one wrong that the white person did to the black person or the cop did to the black person. Instead of, instead of asking a question like, damn, that's messed up. You shot, you shot Tyrone in the back or Jaquarius in the back. Yeah, it is messed up. And guess what? I'm probably going to go to jail for doing that. But was it not wrong for him to be running around snatching my wife's purse? <laughs> Which unfortunately set the chain off, the chain of events off to where I did something that I shouldn't have been doing. You supposed to ignore that? Like this nigga couldn't have not snatched the purse? He'd probably be walking around with no holes in his back now. So, you know, I'm not going to do this crap anymore, man. I'm not doing this crap because, like I say, we're, we're just told to focus on what the, 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 what, what the, what the person, how the person died and who killed him. But we're just supposed to just totally ignore... How did this person get in this position to begin with? Like, how can we avoid this? Like, like we all want to focus on how can we avoid the cops killing us? We need to get rules and laws and, and things change. I get that. And great. That's fine. But guess what? How come we can't talk about how to avoid having Negroes put themselves in positions to attract the attention of the police in the first place? Like, why, why come, how come we can't ever talk about that? Why is that so wrong to talk about? How come I'm wrong for talking about that? Like, damn. Hey, hey, Jaquarius, let's let's. Uh, it's probably not a good idea for you to be running around snatching people's purses. <laughs> like, how come we can't have that conversation? You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, you know what I mean. Like, when when do those conversations come about? And when are we supposed to start teaching that to our children? You know, we out here teaching our kids, or y'all out there teaching your kid, this is what you do when the police pull you over because, you know, it's dangerous. You got to make it home. You got to make it home. You need to do this. All right. Also, how about you have the conversation with your kid, hey, little nigga? How about you drive the speed limit? <laughs> how about you, you know what I'm saying, not be sitting around swerving in and out the lanes, trying to stunt on people, smoking out the car, drinking in the car. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's just stop pretending. Let's just stop pretending because, look, I was young and I drove wild and reckless a little bit too. 
And sometimes I got pulled over. But I never turned up on a cop. But I knew why I got pulled over. Because, you know, it wasn't like I was just, chances are I was speeding. Or chances are I was swerving because, you know, whatever, whatever. <laughs> and why can't we have those conversations too? Instead of just educating on what to do when they encounter the cops, educate them on how to avoid the cops completely by, all right, maybe you should do the speed limit. Especially if you're on this, especially at this time of night where they're out looking for drivers who are potentially intoxicated because it's a Friday or a Saturday evening. Everybody likes to go out and drink and get turned up and turned up. And, we, and unfortunately, we still have people who like to drink alcohol and drive. I mean, you know, maybe you should uh, be a little cautious at two o'clock in the morning driving. Like, you know, just, just do the speed limit, put your seatbelt on. That's all you got to do. And try to drive, you know, steady in between the lines. You know, chances are you might not get pulled over. No, man, they pulled me over because I'm black. I'm black. Nigga, <laughs> it's like a thousand black people out there driving. They just passed all the black people just to get to you. <laughs> Chances are they, they got to you because out of all the other black people they passed up on the road that night, you was probably the one that they saw swerving in the lane. So now they got to go see if you've been drinking and driving. You, know, you see what I'm saying? We don't ever want to have these conversations about how to prevent attracting the cops. It's just constant conversations about what, 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 hap what happened when the cops showed up. Or what you supposed to do when they show up? Like, no, what the hell are we talking about here? You blaming the victim, man? No, I'm just being. I'm just being real. I'll go back to my my rape example. I don't blame a victim for. I don't blame a woman for being raped. But. If I discover that she was walking down the alley at two o'clock in the morning by herself with her ass and titties hanging, damn near hanging out her clothes, I'm going to ask her, did you think that that was a good idea? Like, what made you think that this was a good idea to walk down the alley at two o'clock in the morning with your breast and your butt damn near hanging out your clothes by yourself? Not saying anything. You should have all the rights in the world to do that, but uh, come on. There's some nutcases out there, and you put yourself, you, you, you were like a piece of meat. You voluntarily threw yourself into the lion's den on that one. So, I mean, <laughs> so no, man, I can't. I'm, I'm tired of having. You don't have no heart for us. No, you need to have common sense for yourself. Like I, like I say, I'll, I'll say it again and again. Every black person that I know, the only ones that ever have issues with the cops are the ones who be doing stuff to attract the attention of the cops. That's it. I don't know of any black people who just had cops just randomly mess with them. And, and like I said, you have a cut. Like I said, you had a couple onesies and twosies in my chat. It happened to me. Or I knew somebody it happened to. That's not the standard. Because like I say, let's just say you fine. You, you knew somebody who the cops just was messing with and harassing for no reason. 
How many black people did you think that cop saw before he got to your friend? Within the last 30 minutes. <laughs> they, they decided, let me just mess with this black person. You know, <laughs> I want to mess with him because I like, you know, he doesn't have his hair braided properly. Let me mess with him. <laughs> he's darker than the rest of them or he's lighter than the rest. I want to mess with this Negro. Out of all the Negroes, I want to mess with that Negro. Like, that's just not, that's just not standard, B. Hey, look, you ain't got to love the cops. You can love them, hate them all you want. That's, do what you do. Cops are human beings. They work jobs like everybody else. Like, I, like, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't too much, I don't, I don't love or hate the guy who fries my chicken at Popeye's either. I might curse him out if I don't get all my food, but whatever. I don't, I don't love him or hate him. <laughs> but I'm just saying, we got to stop, we got to stop acting like it. Up oh, here we go with this. Wrong neighborhood. You don't belong there, black dudes. Yeah, when the last time that happened to y'all? When, when the last time y'all been walking in the wrong neighborhood? Hey, most of y'all just be watching too much damn TV. Like I said, you'll hear these Ahmad Arbery stories and say, how often does that happen? It's not normal. It appears normal because you see it on social media. All, oh, man, it happened on social media. How about you just walk through the neighborhood? Chances are you ain't going to be fucked with. Unless you got one of them neighborhoods where they just love being nosy. You walk your ass in the wrong, on the wrong blocking in, in one of these gang-infested territories in black America, you, go, you probably going to you got a way higher chance of getting handed that work from them than white folks. Yeah, I am discounting the experiences of others. You know why, Killer Sparker? Because it's not normal. You can't come in here with your onesie and twosie story and try to pretend like this happens every day to every black person. No, it doesn't, Negro. You are an outlier. Your experience is so minor, it's not even worth talking about. And yes, it is worth discounting. That's how this works. You are a statistical minority. Now, if you came in here and said, I get harassed when I'm walking on the wrong block in some random hood area, then I can be like, okay, yeah, that probably happens a lot. You are a statistical minority. No, I've never had an incident with the police. I've been pulled over, and there were times I've been pulled over when I was somewhat intoxicated. No, I've never had it. Never. I've never turned up on the cops and I've never had them turn up on me. No, it's never happened. But no, you're not going to come in here, killer sparker with your BS. With your woe is me babble, nigga. I ain't interested in hearing it. Because you're, you're making up shit. You, you don't... <laughs> 
Nigga, you ain't going to come in here and honestly pretend to tell me you walk through random white neighborhoods and get harassed. Get the hell out of here. First of all, you ain't walking through random white hood neighborhoods like that. Shut up. That ain't happening. So be quiet and stop lying. You walk your ass through a random hood. You got way more of a chance of being harassed over there than some random white people. Shut the hell up. You niggas be lying your asses off, man. You ain't walking around in random white neighborhoods. The only true random white neighborhoods that are out there are trailer parks and, and rich-ass gated communities. <laughs> Them the only places. Every other place is fairly mixed for the mo most part. You go to some super high-end rich white neighborhood where they got legit mansions all over the place. Yeah, you could say that's a technically a white neighborhood unless there's a rapper or a basketball player who lives up in there. Or you go take yourself to the trailer parks way out in the middle of the sticks where they smoking up meth and missing all their damn teeth on some, some, some uh, Tiger King crap like that damn documentary, whatever the hell that thing was called. Them the only so-called white neighborhoods that are out there. Everywhere else is fairly mixed. As it relates to the, to the burbs. Hell, even, even the urban areas are becoming more and more mixed due to gentrification. So no, you're not doing it. You're not going to sit here, maybe walking through random white neighborhoods. No, you don't, nigga. No, you don't. Shut the hell up. Every time it happened to me, nigga, stop lying. It may have happened to you once. And that, that shit probably happened like 15 years ago. <laughs> 15 years ago. Somebody probably ran up on you. Hey, hey, little black guy, what are you doing here? And it ain't happened to this nigga ever since. That's like, that's like when I told y'all some white kid called me the N-word when I was like 10 years old. He was like 11 or 12. Nigga, that was 30 years ago, B. <laughs> I ain't had a white person say the N-word to me in 30 years. So I'm supposed to sit here. You said, I love how worked up you get. Yeah, because you're full of shit. That's why. You full of shit Negroes work me up with your never, stop, never ending full of shit BS. Y'all come in here just lying. You're lying because you are hoping to get your woe is me uh, uh, participation trophy. You ain't getting one from me. I don't hand out woe is me participation trophies, Negro. Go to Jason Black or Tariq Nasheed. They be giving you niggas trophies all the time. You ain't getting one from me. You ain't getting no stickers. You ain't getting a, a, a damn woe is me honor roll pencil, nigga. You ain't getting none of that crap over here. You're going to sit your ass in the corner and put your woe is me dunce cap on and wait till your mom and your daddy come pick your ass up. That's what you get over here in my classroom. Because I don't believe you. I don't believe none of you clowns. Your biggest threat is dealing with, your, with, dealing with the people who, who you live around and, ra and raise your ass. I don't believe none of you idiots. That's how that works. I told you most of y'all be making up racism just so you can get some, some attention. 
Just, just so somebody can hit the like button and, and come through like Sinclair from, from Living Single and, and hit you with the woo, 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 woo. It's going to be all right, little black guy or girl. Woo, 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 woo. Shut up. Especially if you one of these young Negroes, you was born like after 96. Don't you dare come in here talking this crap to me. If you was born 96, put like, if you were born after Tupac and Biggie died, you, you don't have a right to come in here and talking about some, some, some feeling oppressed. You don't have a right to talk about it. No. <laughs> Chances are I don't believe you. And if, it, if something legit does happen to you, fine. But that is not the norm for you Negroes. That is not the norm. Most of y'all are living good out in these streets. In terms of ain't nobody messing with your black ass. Unless you out there doing something you sh should, probably shouldn't be doing. That's how it works. And you're not going to sit here and convince me otherwise. Like I said, you want to have somebody cater to your lies Go to Tariq Nasheed, Jason Black, Boyce Watkins, Michi X, Sean King, Umar Johnson, or any other random black babbler talking head out there. That's what their specialty is in. And catering to your, to your woe is me lies. I don't do that over here. Because you niggas are full of shit. And you know you are. The problem is... You don't want to grow up and own up to your deficiencies in life. Like my friend that I've known since the third or fourth grade, who's damn near 40 years old, or he'll be 40 this month, talking this woe is me crap, even though he was the one who decided he wanted to get into the drug game while he was in college and got caught. So now he over here talk about how the white man this, the white man that. But you don't ever hear him talking about, man, maybe I shouldn't have tried to be a drug dealer in college. <laughs> you know, I, don't, I, I, I have yet to hear him admit that, have that conversation. I have yet to hear him talk about that. Maybe I shouldn't have put them, put that, put them packages in my car and got pulled over and had the dogs come out and find the dope. And now I'm arrested dealing with the consequences of driving with dope in my car. I ain't never seen that nigga had that top, that conversation, y'all. And guess what? I ain't never going to see it. But I probably will see some man, they messed up, man, white man, white people's man, police man, man. You know what I'm saying? He ain't never going to have a conversation about why, why, why he... <laughs> Why it turned out that why he got this disdain for the law and all this crap. You come from a two parent, a well to do two parent household. You want to start selling drugs when you in college. You, look, he, you went, you went all the middle school and high school without doing it. You went till you get to college to do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At least in high school. You know what I'm saying? You, you was technically a minor. You might have got a little slap on the wrist depending upon how much stuff you was dibbling and dabbling with. You in, you in college now. You, you legally a grown man now at this point as in for real, for real. Now, here we are years later 
But he ain't going to have them conversations, though. He'll be up on here like this other lame killer sparker, killing spark, whatever his clown's name is. Man, it happened to me, man. Man, they did me wrong, man. Back in the day, man. They did me wrong. <laughs> Nigga, what attracted them to you? And all the black people driving on the highway that day, why did they decide to zero your, single your car out? And all the black folks driving. <laughs> he said he didn't know he was oppressed till he had to pay for his own Jordans. I guess. I don't know. By the time we hit college, I ain't, like I say, uh, when I ran into him at the store, I was probably like 28 years old. Last time I had seen him before that, I was probably like 16. We're talking like 12 years. So when he was in, we was, when we went to college, we went to two different schools. We had totally lost communication with each other. And so after that, I went to the military. He just happened to be living in the city that I was stationed at. And I just saw him. I'm like, oh shit. You ain't got no point. You just in here looking for a woe is me participation trophy. You don't have a point. Y'all don't have any points at all. How about you address the point of what you're doing to get your life improving on the things you can fix, the things you can do. Then you'll, then you'll have a point. Then you can get a trophy. So don't, don't come in here, you're just trying to discount others. You know why? Because these others you're talking about are statistical minorities that they don't even matter, dude. You know, it's kind of like that drug What's that drug that they, be, that they be selling to people who have HIV, AIDS? They'll be like, yeah, I've been taking these pills and my, and my T-cell count is so low. It's, it's so low that I'm undetectable. Meaning, meaning whatever it is that causes the HIV virus to flare up and make them uh, uh, spread that stuff to other people. The, the, the cells are, are so small in their body that it doesn't, it, it, you, they can technically say that they, they don't have the disease anymore or they can't pass it off anymore because it's not enough of that stuff to pass it off to infect somebody else. That's what you're like. You're still floating around in the body, but you're, uh, st you're so small that you can't, you can't be passed off to another person or in theory, <laughs> at least that's what they say in the commercials. In theory, you can't be passed off to another person to infect them with that crap. So that, that's what you're the equivalent of with your, you, you discounting other people. Because it, it's not common. You guys engage in extreme cherry picking. Maximizing of the minimum. That's what you guys do. When you come in here talking is discount other people's crap. That is not the standard. As in literally, it is literally not the standard. Like I say, on any given day in America, how many encounters do black folks have with cops on any given day? On the same day that George Floyd had his unfortunate encounter or, or Trayvon, not Trayvon, uh, 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 Eric Garner and everybody else. How many black folks that same day had encounters with the police that didn't get killed? Or if they were killed, it was totally justified or they just got arrested or the cop let them go with a warning or just let them go. How many? 
Like I told you, I don't know if you're new here or not, but I gave this. Here's another, here's another example of how to look at this. I gave this example so some people are already familiar with it. When airplanes fall out the sky and crash, how come they, are, how come they, make, how come they make the news uh, killing Sparker? How come when an airplane falls out the sky, it is big news all over television? Do you, do you know the reason why, Sparker? The reason why is because it rarely ever happens. Flying in an airplane is the safest form of transportation in the world, in case you didn't know. At any given moment, right now, there are probably anywhere between five to 10,000 planes flying over the, the airspace in America at this given moment. And this happens every single day, every hour of the day. There's a few thousand planes flying in the sky across American airspace or just the global airspace in general, but at least American airspace right now. How often does a plane fall out the sky and hit the ground? Rare. Oh, somebody said it's 87,000 flights a day. Is that worldwide? No, there's a lot of traffic in the air. It is a, dude, it's a lot of planes in the air. <laughs> but they rarely crash due to a combination of, of uh, highly sophisticated navigation equipment. Like if you come within like five miles of another plane, your alarms are going to go off <laughs> or something like that. Letting you know, like, hey, you need to turn. You're within five miles of, of a plane. You need to start turning or 10 miles or something like that. And then there's a lot of space up there. But there's still 87,000, according to I'm Confused, 87,000 planes fly every single day. But hardly any of them crash. And some of these planes are like 20 plus years old. And they hardly ever crash. But when they do, they're all over the news. Why? Because it is a rare event. Y'all remember that plane that crashed in the Indian Ocean where they, they believe the pilot flew it into the, to the water? They never found that plane. That's the only Boeing 747 that is unaccounted for in the entire world. Is that one that, that, that they believe that pilot from uh, the Philippines purposely flew into the Indian Ocean? But these things rarely happen. Now, do you know what happens all the time, Sparker? Car accidents happen all the freaking time, every day of damn near every minute in America. Most people get killed in a car accident within about a three to five mile, three to five mile radius of where they live. That's where the majority of car accidents happen. Not on the highways, but within a three to five mile radius of where that person lives is where most people get into a car accident at. They happen all the time that they're just not, nobody cares unless there's a death and then that, that may or may not make the news. That's the equivalent of black on black crime. Happens all the time in the community, where the FBI data says X amount of black people are killed each year by other black people in comparison to white folks and cops. It's into the thousands, B. I did the numbers. I did the numbers from 2018 a couple, about two weeks ago. That's the equivalent of a car accident. 
A white person or a cop killing a black person is the equivalent of a plane falling out the sky. It rarely happens, but when it does happen, it's all over the news and we're all glued to the television. And then we all have these stories from other talking heads coming out, questioning the safety of the planes and yada, yada, yada. Oh, Lord, how dangerous are planes? Oh, Lord, we still need to stop flying. Oh, Lord. When the last time a plane fell out the sky? How many planes is in the sky right now? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You got to learn to put things in its proper context. This one plane fell out the sky. How many planes is flying over your head right now as we speak, as you're watching news about this plane, that, that one plane that fell out the sky? You know, probably had about 100 planes fly over your house. Didn't even know it. As you were sitting there watching that story. It's like when Kobe Bryant, when he got killed in the helicopter crash. Everybody, oh, Lord, helicopters, helicopters, oh, Lord. How many helicopters have crashed, B? Now, you can make an argument saying that helicopters crash more than planes because technically they do. But in comparison to all forms of transportation accidents, plane, train, boat, car, whatever, motorcycle, it's still safer to fly in a helicopter than it is to drive on a car. But, you know, we get, we get into cars every day. Don't even think about the shit. Hell, some of us be driving, looking at our phones. Well, a lot of us be doing that. But that's one of the most dangerous forms of transporta transportation is driving in the car. As it can, it can be proven with the numbers. But we don't talk about it. Nowhere near, it, it, it's nowhere near as fascinating as the plane falling out the sky. And, and this is how we get to this whole Black on black crime versus cops and, and whites killing black people. If you care about Black Lives Matter and everything going on with black people, how can you ignore all the black people that are arrested for killing other black people or the unsolved murders? Because there's a shit ton of them out there that don't get counted for. Matter of fact, they say in Chicago alone, what do they say, like 60% or something like that of those homicides go unsolved? You want to know how they go unsolved? Because we have a culture of no snitching, no snitching, no snitching. Because here's the thing. If everybody was snitching, <laughs> here's the great irony about this. If everybody was snitching, y'all be calling the police to come get these niggas that be killing everybody. <laughs> y'all would call the cops. So we know no snitching is real. Because there's a ton of unsolved murders out there. Y'all think white folks just coming to the hood killing black people? Get real. Or uh, uh, Tariq Nasheed told y'all to lie. They's putting on blackface masks and going out there. Like this nigga actually said that one day. I was like, man, if these people don't look at you as a clown now, I don't know how anybody cannot look at you as a clown for saying that crap. Like, this nigga actually had the audacity to say that white folks be putting on black masks driving around the hood, shooting up places in Chicago. Like he asked him, he literally said this on the podcast probably like six, seven months ago. And I was listening to it live. I was like, no, this nigga didn't say this. So anyways, getting back to my, my car crashes analogy. Well, I'm saying if you, if you care about black lives matter, are you, are, if you're trying to convince the world that black lives matter, you know what I'm saying? Because really, when people say that, they're really just trying to convince white people. We matter. 
give me a hug, white people. <laughs> Invite me over to the barbecue so I get some potato salad with raisins in it, please. Just love me, white people. Just love me. I want to be loved. That's all Black Lives Matter is. Please love me, white people. But if you, if you really care about black lives, then you would put just as much anger and frustration into the issues that take place in the hood. Because like I said, the only people that talk about black on black crime and police killing black people and or white folks killing black people, the only ones that talk about that are coons. We're the only ones that talk about all this stuff equally and try to place everything within its proper context. Pro-blacks, social justice warriors, and, and, and Looney Tune leftists, they never talk about the issues in the community. Like I said, before George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery died, let's just imagine it was six months before we had the latest victim go viral. How many, how many black folks have y'all heard talking about the issues in the community? About you need to stop having all these out-of-wedlock children. You need to embrace education and doing your freaking homework and studying every night. The black child, the average black kid that studies, they say statistically only studies 30 minutes a day compared to a white kid who does about an hour compared to an Asian kid who does about four hours a day. Yeah, go look it up. It's out there in the stats. You think you're going to be honestly highly competitive studying 30 minutes a day? You need to value education. With whatever and, and like I say, you have access to the internet. There's so many ways you can get educated. So what? You got a crappy school. You got crappy textbooks. I can't learn math. Khan Academy, K-A-H-N Academy is free. <laughs> Go online. There are plenty of people online who teach math on YouTube for free. Or you can go pay a class for like 10 bucks from Udemy. Don't tell me you ain't got $10. If I look at your shoes and your phone, I don't want to hear this shit. There's a lot of niggas who be struggling. They be having some of the fly shoes and, and, and some of the best cell phones out there. <laughs> you struggling. Your shoe game is better than mine, nigga. Your iPhone, Samsung phone game is better than mine. The hell is you talking about you struggling? No, you ain't struggling. You're just not, you're just, you're just not spending your money in the, in, in the appropriate spots that matter. And I ain't saying you can't have nice shoes. I'm just saying you can't have nice shoes and talk about you struggling. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You can't have nice, shiny stuff and then talk about you struggling. Because now we need to figure out how did you get the struggle there? Did you have to go get the latest J's or could you, we ain't copped you a pair $60 Reebok Classics. Like, did you have to go get the $300 J's? Like, you couldn't find nothing cheaper? <laughs> you had to get the Gucci belt on. You had to get the $1,000 iPhone, $1,000 Samsung. You couldn't get the, the older model. That's like half the price. They all do the same damn thing. But you got the latest iPhone G? Yeah, because I can afford it, fool. <laughs> Plus, I traded in my old one for it. But I can afford it. I'm not running around here talking about it. I'm struggling. Yeah, but you never hear these people talk about this accountability stuff. 
That's all I'm talking about. Be accountable. You never hear, you never hear the social justice warriors, the pro-blacks ever talk to you about accountability. It's always the coons. We're the ones who talk about it. Because we're the ones who recognize that, dude, if you want to fix things, you got to fix yourself first. You got you to fix the things you can control first. You can control how much time you dedicate towards your studies or dedicate towards whatever industry or craft or whatever it is that you're doing. You control that. You can control how you, how you respond to a cop. You ain't saying you got to be down there shining their boots, but you ain't got to go from zero to 100. Can you gradually work your way up to 100? <laughs> like go from zero to five, then 10. No, y'all be a lot of y'all just go from zero to 100. You're like, God damn. Well, you wonder why you're getting hit with a damn taser or shot. Like, what you think? You go to 100, they finna go to 100. Like, like let's just keep it real. This is how it be. A lot of y'all can avoid not going out there selling dope. Like, like I told you, that ain't the only option you got in life. A lot of y'all, most of y'all choose, look, every last one of y'all choose to do it. Especially in this day and age, you know the consequences. And you still go out there and do it anyway. All right. Well, you got to be mad enough to accept the consequences that's going to come your way. Don't be crying about the crap later on because you knew better. But we're the only ones. But we, the coons talk about this. We, we talk about this crap. It's because we actually care about black people. <laughs> you, you, look, you, if you actually care about somebody, you have to be willing to call out their flaws. Like, you, like if, you, if, you, if, you, if you got a man or a woman in your life and you never, and you scared to call them out when they messing up, do you have a real relationship? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, you don't. I don't know what the hell you are. Y'all are just sleeping with each other or you're just roommates or something. I don't know what the hell you are, but you don't have a real relationship till you could be brutally honest. Be like, hey, babe, you need to go brush your teeth. Your shit stank. You just woke up. I almost smell your breath. You get up, go wash your ass, do something like what? Like what are we doing? You know what I'm saying? I'll be honest with people. Like, hey, babe, gain some weight. I need you to. I need you to get that shit right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you gotta be honest. Y'all want to be honest. Y'all want to hit. Y'all. Y'all are so used to. I mean, because y'all been doing this since forever. Y'all were, a lot of y'all were raised to just blame, blame everybody, everything on everybody else. Like y'all were literally, a lot of y'all were literally raised this way. So now y'all have become adults. And guess what? You're just doing what you were learned, what you were taught to do. And then we come across a nigga like me who's like, nah, B, it ain't white folks. It ain't cops. It's you, nigga. Chances are it's you. Shut up, you coon. You don't have no heart. You don't care about us. <laughs> If I didn't care, I wouldn't be telling you to check yourself, nigga. It's you. Them other people don't give a fuck about you because they're not going to be honest with you. Because they know what the problem is. A lot of them know what the problem is, but the, pro the, the reality is there's no money to be made in telling you to be accountable for the BS that you do. There's all kind of benefits, accolades, and money to be made by convincing you to blame everybody else for the things that you directly do that lead to all these damn problems you experience. Like I say, if you niggas was out there just 
We don't we don't live in we don't live in Jim Crow anymore. So don't bring this stupid example. Man, they was beating up Martin Luther King when they was walking around in suits. Nigga, we don't live in that time frame anymore. I guarantee if most of you niggas got your shit together and did the right thing and stopped dragging the community down, you'll probably have a, a whole lot of a lot more peaceful cops out there. Cause they ain't because ain't nobody out there doing shit. <laughs> but the problem is. There's always a heavy influence of niggas doing shit that always attract the attention of the cops. And then unfortunately, you might have the onesie or twosie who will pop up in my chat talking about they got they got attacked. They got jumped. They got mistaken for a, 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 a robbery suspect. And guess what? You may have been respect, mistaken for a robbery suspect, but how come you never say that? Man, why was this other nigga? robbing stuff to begin with to attract the attention of the police and now they jumping down on me because they think I'm him. Like, how come, the, how come that never goes through anybody's brain? Like, how come there was another nigga sticking guns in people's faces? And now they messing up, now they making, making my situation suck. <laughs> yeah, they talk about Tulsa, Oklahoma. That shit was like 100 years ago, B. The last time they was out there burning black cities down. <laughs> last time a bunch of white folks just came in your area and burned. White folks ain't got to do that. They'll just buy you niggas out. They'll let you drag the community down. They come in and gentrify your ass out. They ain't got, they ain't got to burn it down. <laughs> ain't no white person stopping you from going down to file a business license to start a business, V. They're just not. Now, they, you know, you might have some issues getting a loan, but oftentimes, most of y'all have problems with getting a loan, not because you're black. Most of the times, because y'all got messed up credit or y'all don't know how to put a business plan together. That's like what that's what goes on with a lot of y'all today. Now, back then, you could blame it because I'm black with the whole redlining thing. But today, most of y'all suck at money. And then, but then y'all come out, man, they won't give me a loan because I'm black. I'd be like, damn, that's messed up. What's your credit score look like? What my credit score got to do anything? Uh, what is it? I got a 500. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, that's, that's why, that's why, you, that's probably why you didn't get a loan. What you mean, man? Oh, because you don't pay your bills, nigga. That's why. <laughs> it ain't because you black. It's because you, because you suck at paying bills. You suck at, you, know, you suck at doing all that stuff. Or you don't have enough credit. You don't have a, uh, uh, enough of a credit history. Guarantee that's more than likely what the problem is going to be. That, uh, you know, because I'm, I'm black is the easy way. It's, it's the easy way to avoid. You have to admit that you have a horrible credit history. Or you don't have a credit history at all. The gentrification is not happening in the hood like most folks are saying. I got the 411 on what's really going down. I mean, it's happening. It may not be happening as fast as people try to make it seem like it's happening, but it's happening. It's happening down here where I'm at. In Orlando, go, go towards the downtown area, you know, pre-coronavirus. They're starting to get, it's, you know, the immediate area surrounding. They're starting to get wide. Dude, they got a big-ass soccer stadium downtown. 
We got the the uh, the the Orlando Magic. They got a new arena. Well, I don't know how new it is, but you know, compared to the old one, they got they got a, another arena downtown. What else we got? We got something else down there. Oh yeah, we got the uh, uh, Camper World Stadium where they where they host the Citrus Bowl and, the, and sometimes the Pro Bowl. All that stuff is like within a three mile radius of each other downtown. Shit, they getting white. You know what I'm saying? And guess what? They're gonna they're gonna need they. You know they, they're gonna need uh, you know they, they want all their patrons to uh. I remember what was it? A couple years ago, they had this concert at the Camper World Stadium. Well, like I say, that's the state. That's the name of the stadium where they they did they, they do the sometimes they do the Pro Bowl and then they do like the Citrus Bowl. There was some white band out there. I don't remember what the name of this band is, but man, there were thousands of white folks walking around in their little Hawaiian shirts to go see this band. These white folks is walking through some of the, you know, some some very sketchy areas. But there was a heavy police presence out there escorting all these white folks to and from the stadium to walk past these project areas to get to their car safely heavy police presence out there i mean they brought little generator lights on and everything to, to help lighten up the streets on some of these dark streets so that all these predominantly white folks can walk from that damn stadium past these little project areas to get to their car safely so what's going to end up happening in the future to avoid all this crap they're going to start slowly or not even slowly because they're doing it now, but they're going to start gentrifying those areas more and more and more to where they're going to push out all the low-income people because they've been doing it for like the last decade or so now. They're going to start pushing out more and more low-income people and, you know, start turning them buildings white or turn them into parking lots or something like that because they want to attract more people to the downtown area. Because, you know, Orlando, we're known for Disney World. Universal Studios, you know, a lot of tourists come down here from Europe, South America, Australia, and some places in Africa and Asia. They come over here to go see Mickey Mouse. And they be, they be getting all the cheese out there. Not too many of them venture off to downtown Orlando, nowhere near as much as they stayed over in Disney World, International Drive, and, or, and Universal Studios area. Now, they want some of that money to start flowing more and more and more towards the downtown area because they don't build like a giant ass. Matter of fact, I don't know if you guys know this. UCF, University of Central Florida, is the largest college in the United States in terms of population of students that go there. You know, Michael Jordan's son, he went to UCF back in the day. But in terms of population numbers, UCF has the largest student population out of all the colleges in America. Down here in Orlando, Florida. Now, the campus of UC, uh, UCF is, is far, way, way the hell out on the east side of town. Like, way the hell out there, away from me. Well, they just opened up a brand new section of the campus in the downtown Orlando area that, about, that serves about 10, 15,000 students that go to school in the downtown area. And when I say the downtown area, they're like fairly close to the so-called 
rough areas that I was just talking about where the cops was escorting all these people to their cars and stuff. It's like not too far from all that crap. So now you got all these white kids going to UCF in the downtown campus. <laughs> like, what do you think is going to happen? They're going to start jacking the prices up. Is they going to, they're going to attract, you know, they, they, they want to, they're going to want to put some nice apartments out there. Some other, leisurely entertainment for college kids and they want to get these tourists to come down from Disney to the downtown area. What do you think all these all these low-income people, man, they're going to start pushing them out? Which just means it's going to be heavy gentrification coming over the next decade or so. Like I said, they're not just going to come through in one year and push everybody out. It's just going to be a slow process. They're just steadily going to increase the rent or increase the taxes or you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just what's going to happen. So it's, like, it's happening like that in a lot of cities. Go look at Brooklyn. Look at Oakland. Oakland's across the bay from San Francisco. Oakland used to be predominantly black back in the days when E-40 and it was running, running the, you know, <laughs> doing their thing, running around Oakland with 40-40 water. I bet you it's white as hell over there because all the billionaires live in San Francisco and now they don't push the millionaires out to the Oakland area because <laughs> the millionaires can't afford to live in where the billionaires live. Same thing with Manhattan. All the billionaires live in Manhattan. They don't push all the millionaires out to Brooklyn because the millionaires can't afford to live with the billionaires. So it's happening. But regardless, at the end of the day, that still doesn't excuse the things that you can change. And like I say, if you really care about black folks, you're going you're to call out all the BS from the inside and outside. But like I say, only the coons talk about the inside internal issues. The, the, the so-called pro-blacks who, who proclaim to care about you Negroes, they never talk about the internal shit. They only talk about the external stuff, even though the internal stuff is actually causing way more issues. Because you, you come in, like I say, here's another example. You talk about these race war, hey, race war. All right, just imagine you got all the white folks on one side of the chessboard, all the black people on the other side of the chessboard. Y'all are focused on that one white pawn that crosses the line, but you'll never turn around to look at all the people on your, behind you in the formation fighting each other and killing each other on a, day, on a regular basis. You're like it just blows my mind how people just ignore this. And then, like I say, that their excuse is the cops they state sanction employees, and that's the state killing us. Like nigga, <laughs> okay, yeah, you do handle your business. And then they'll come back, but when we kill people's weeds goes to jail. Bullshit, bullshit. Criminal justice system loves letting niggas out of jail. The hell is you talking about? They be feeling sorry for you Negroes all the time. Like I say, the dude that killed David Dorn, the, the, the retired black cop in St. Louis during the riots, that dude that killed him, he, uh, he got arrested for armed robbery seven years earlier. They let him go. No jail time. They just gave him probation. And then he violated his probation twice and still didn't go to jail. Now he going to jail for murder. Well, at least that's what we think is going to happen. <laughs> and he's just one example out of 
Thousands of them, man. This happens all the time across in America when it comes to black folks in the criminal justice system. We're told that they just be locking niggas up. Man, they be letting mad niggas out of jail. Do the crowded prisons and whatever. You got a bunch of Looney Tune uh, 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 judges out there that just feel sorry for y'all and shit. They be letting mad Negroes out of jail. What the hell is y'all talking about? I'm talking about for stuff that they should be going to jail for. Y'all just pretend like it ain't like that. Like, dude, y'all, it's just so much, too many lies are going on. And niggas is too old to be lying to y'all. Like, at this point, you just need somebody to be honest. I, I, don't, know, I don't know how you're ever going to advance if, if you just refuse to be honest about the situation here. You can still call out the cops and the white folks when they be fucking up. But you just can't ignore all the other black people that are dragging the community down. It's not like, you know, I'm not saying it's everybody in the community because there's a lot of decent, honest people in the community. But unfortunately, they live around a bunch of these niggas that be dragging the community down. And some of them are scared of these people where they don't want to snitch and tell because of legit reasons. They fear retaliation and all that crap. But you know what I'm saying? Like, these people are a real problem is what I'm trying to tell you. They really do bring the overall quality of life down for a lot. I was, who was I listening to yesterday? I was listening to, oh, go listen to uh, one of my favorite rappers out of Texas, Zero. He just did a Vlad interview, right? Zero was talking about, I think it's like video number two. And I think the title is, I saw, when Zero was telling the story, he saw another nine-year-old shoot another nine-year-old at the basketball court. So Zero was telling this backstory. Zero said in this video, he was like, I used to go to school and I used to get picked on because I was getting good grades. I was actually trying to go to school and learn. And he said, basically, he was saying he got picked on so much that it turned him off from wanting to learn. And he said he wasn't talking about no white folks picking on him. He was talking about niggas picking on him for going to school to try to learn. And then that led to a life of him becoming a stick-up kid, getting shot two times, and, and going down the path of what he became, which transitioned to him to becoming a, a very talented rapper. Like Zero is one of my favorite rappers out of Houston, or just one of my favorite rappers, period. Like that dude is very good. But I remember he said that in his recent Vlad interview. He was like, I was going to school. He was like, I was really good at it. He was like, I want to go to school and learn. But he was like, I just kept getting picked on because of where I grew up at. Basically, they didn't value education. They was just teasing me. And so in order for him to stop getting teased, he pretty much, you know, went along with the crowd. But fortunately, he had enough talent to, you know, become who he became. But other than that, he was on a path just to being another nigga out there, being another victim or another nigga locked up in jail. He just said this. Go check it out. It's like a recent interview. They just, Vlad just posted this interview like a couple days ago. I think it's like video number two he was talking about this on. That shit happens all the time in the community, man. You be having a bunch of other niggas who don't have self-esteem or motivation to go out there and try to get their life fixed. But they'll, they'll get on you when they see you doing some shit. And it shouldn't be like that. But unfortunately, that's kind of where we're at with a lot of these 
situation. It's just not cool to be in school learning and getting good grades when you live in these, these, these a lot of these com- communities. That shit ain't that shit ain't tolerated out there like that. Anyways, I'm about to go. I just want to address that point because, like I say, look, y'all can say I don't have any heart. I don't care. The reality is I'm tired of the BS, woe is me babble. I mean, y'all are just too old to be doing this crap. You're just too old to be doing it. I'm not going to lie to you. A lot of y'all bring a lot of this crap on yourself. And you just refuse to own up to your fuckery. You're not going to get no sympathy from me over here. And bringing up the little onesies and twosies or talking about the quote unquote plane that falls out the sky, a.k.a. George Floyd and everybody and and all these other so-called planes. That's not the standard, man. (laughs) As in literally. The standard is you dealing with what zero was talking about when he was a kid. If you lived in those communities being picked on, cause you want to learn how to read and write and do math. And then you transition into a little local gang banger or, you know, just somebody just doing what you got to do because you're trying to get by because you don't squander the way opportunities. Now you see what I'm saying? Like, and that, now you're engaged in activities that might attract the attention of the police and now here come the police smack you upside your head and potentially killing you. And then we're all just focused on what you, what happened, why the cop killed you. But we never talk about, well, why was the cop there in the first place? Like, why did he, what drew him to you? Then here we go with the victim blaming. It's, it's just a never ending circle. It's like, look, the cop is wrong, but you could be wrong for doing whatever you did to attract them to you. Two wrongs can exist at the same time, but we never talk about what you may have done to attract them to you. And we never talk about what you could do to prevent them from coming to, to either prevent them or drastically reduce the chances of them looking at you. We never want to talk about that. We just want to talk about what to do when they come at you. Let's talk about how to prevent them from looking at you in the first damn place. Can we do that? Or is that coon talk? I guess I'm going to keep on cooning. Coon train is coming. Coon train is coming. Anyways, I'm about to go. Peace.